0: you're listening to the Outdoor Photography Podcast, episode 76. In today's Tidbit Tuesday, I'm sharing four tips to help you create personally expressive photographs. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Brenda Petrella, the creator of Outdoor Photography School. Join me as I sit down with top landscape and nature photographers and outdoor industry experts to chat about creativity, composition, photography tips and techniques, essential gear, safety in the outdoors, respect for nature, and so much more. Tune in every week to learn how to create compelling and impactful images while exploring and enjoying the natural world. Welcome to the Outdoor Photography Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Nature Photographers Network, or NPN. NPN is an online photography community dedicated to the art and craft of nature photography. It is a safe and supportive place to connect with others who are passionate about nature photography, to get helpful and constructive feedback on your photographs, and to learn from experts through articles, image critiques, Ask Me Anythings, webinars, and more. NPN is run by two of our previous guests, David Kingham and Jennifer Renwick, and they are doing a fabulous job of growing this vibrant community of photographers. I've been a member myself for a while now, and I highly recommend you check it out. To become a member of NPN, just go to npn.link OPS and get 10% off your first annual subscription with coupon code OPS10 at checkout. Again, go to npn.link OPS and get 10% off an annual subscription with coupon code OPS10 at checkout. Hello, my friends. Brenda Petrella here, here to help you create better images and reconnect with nature. Thanks so much for tuning in and sharing a part of your day with me today. As I say in every episode, I'm here to help you create better images and reconnect with nature. And that is the overarching topic for today's episode. So, with all the uncertainty of social media platforms and algorithms and the pressures to attract and grow an audience of followers who like your work, it can be really easy to succumb to following trends and wanting to do what the cool kids do, if you will. But if we consider our photography a form of creative self-expression, ultimately that's not a very fulfilling path. So today I wanted to share with you a summary of an article that I wrote for Nature Photographers Network on creative self-expression, which I'll link to in the show notes if you want to read the full article. So what is creative self-expression when it comes to nature photography? Well, I believe it is the process of tuning into what you connect with in the landscape and translating that photographically so that you can visually communicate that experience with other people. And the key here is in the connection part. So how do we discover those points of connection with the natural world? Well, first, let's just dissect creativity a tiny bit. So to paraphrase Mark Twain, there's no such thing as a new idea. An idea is just a new combination of existing ideas. So along those lines, one could argue that creativity is the generation of new connections between existing ideas, and it's the connection we make that is original, innovative, unique, or expressive. So I think that what you connect with in the landscape, so what catches your eye, what draws you in, that moment of perception is the key to creating personally expressive photographs of nature. The connection you make with the landscape is novel in its own right because it's originating from within the context of your lived experience, which includes your relationships, your upbringing, whatever you value, your successes, your failures and so on. You have a unique lens through which you view the world based on these experiences and what you pay attention to. As Ansel Adams said, you bring to the act of photography all the pictures you've seen, the books you've read, the music you've heard, and the people you've loved. So how can we tap into our lived experience to connect with the landscape? Well, I believe there are four vehicles that can help us connect more deeply with nature and discover compositions that are a reflection of the connections we make. And those four vehicles are observation, curiosity, Resonance and practice. And we've touched on these in previous Tidbit Tuesdays, and they've also come up in many of our conversations with the guests that we've had on the show. But let's dive a little bit deeper into how I think these apply to creative self expression. According to the Britannica Dictionary, observation is defined as the act of careful watching and listening. And Elliot Porter said that photography is an art of observation, it has little to do with the things you see and everything to do with the way you see them. So the act of observation helps us to become more aware of our surroundings and to keep our minds open to possibilities rather than restrict our minds with expectations. And a simple way to become more observant is to just tune into your senses. So you can ask yourself, well, what do I hear? What am I smelling? What do I feel? What do I see? And try to list out multiple options before moving on. This process of tuning into your senses and bringing an awareness to our surroundings helps to shift our minds from looking to seeing, from hearing to listening and from reacting to feeling. And by slowing down your process and being more observant, you give yourself more opportunities to see things that first went unnoticed, such as being able to see more abstractly in terms of lines and light and shapes and colors and contrast and things like that. And these can then help to piece together potential compositions. So the second vehicle is curiosity, and curiosity is defined as the desire to learn or know more about something or someone. Now, some people are naturally curious, but according to Dr. Brene Brown in her recent book, Atlas of the Heart, curiosity is both a state and a trait, meaning curiosity is a quality that we can actually cultivate. And many of us got into landscape or nature photography because of our love of the natural world. And our passion for the outdoors is usually fueled by experiences of awe we've had while out in nature. And awe often leads to wonder And the difference between these two emotions is that wonder includes an aspect of curiosity. So wonder leads us to explore and ask questions. You know, I wonder if. And it fuels us to want to understand and connect more with whatever it was that inspired that feeling of awe in us in the first place. I believe that curiosity is fundamental to forming that unique connection with the landscape that leads to creating personally expressive photographs. Now, if you find that you're not a naturally curious person, you can start to cultivate curiosity by taking an inquisitive approach. So ask yourself, what is my eye keep coming back to in the scene? What's drawing me in? Why is it drawing me in? Is it the light? Is it the color? Is there a leading line that wasn't apparent at first? Is there an area of contrast or texture that's drawing me in? And then sometimes I like to just say, okay, well, what else do I see and what else and Well, what if I go over there? Will that change the nature of the light, the characteristic of the light on my subject? Is there anything that I can learn more about what I'm photographing, whether it's wildlife or a species of plant or mushroom? Can that tell me more about the ecology and the environment? And what is the story that nature is sharing with me right now? Or just simply, I wonder if whatever, whatever comes to mind. So curiosity is a motivating state that drives us to close a gap of knowledge or to understand something more deeply. And the input of that knowledge comes from observation and awareness. So the third vehicle is resonance, which is defined as a quality that makes something personally meaningful or important to someone. You've likely heard or have said the saying, we're on the same wavelength to mean that you and somebody else are aligned in some way. To feel understood by someone, to experience an an alignment of ideas, or to simply feel boosted in some way, that's resonance. And I believe what underlies contemplative photography, expressive photography, slow photography, mindful photography, and creative photography is resonance. I think that is what is connecting all of those. So what resonates with you in the landscape? What do you enjoy exploring? What do you feel aligned with or in harmony with when you're out in nature? What gets you motivated to go outside in the first place? What gets you full of awe and wonder or makes you want to stay out in nature for longer? And what would you photograph if nobody saw your photographs? I suggest to make photographs of that and a world of self-expression will open up to you. And last but not least, the four vehicle is practice, which is defined as the activity of doing something again and again in order to become better at it. And in my opinion, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes progress. And since creative work has no endpoint, progress is all we can measure. And I discussed the concept of photography as a practice back in episode 40 of the podcast. So be sure to listen to that if you haven't already. Like practicing your musical scales or your sports drills, I think one aspect of practicing photography involves some of the less inspiring repetitive actions that propel our skills forward in terms of muscle memory. So, for example, being able to adjust your exposure settings without taking your eye from the viewfinder only comes after taking repetitive action and making a lot of mistakes and then more repetitive action. Becoming technically competent in working your camera with ease so that it becomes an extension of you isn't something that can be hacked or shortcutted. It just actually comes from spending hours handling the camera. Another type of practice may be to dedicate yourself to the study of photography for a period of time, like an immersion program for learning a new language, for example. And this may or may not include a physical component involving handling your camera, but it could include reading books on photography and composition, listening to photography podcasts, working on a photography project, starting a mentoring relationship with a photographer whose work you really respect or moving outside your comfort zone with a particular type of image development method, for example. So if practice is a repetitive act, then another way to think about practicing photography is forming a photography habit. And one way to start a new habit is to figure out the smallest action or step that you can take that will lead you in the direction you want to head. And most of the time, if you just take that smallest step it provides enough momentum to get you to take more significant steps. So try to figure out what gets in the way of you practicing your photography regularly. Where are the friction points and can you remove them? So, for example, I've learned that I'm much more likely to embrace a random moment to do some photography if my batteries are already charged, my camera and lenses are clean, my memory card has room on it, and my bag is packed. It's very easy to get back from a photography trip and just let your gear sit there until the next time you go on a hike or have a trip planned. But when I did this, there was just enough friction in the system that I would resist or sit there and debate going out and then ultimately often choose not to because it was just inconvenient. So by committing to cleaning and organizing my gear when I returned from a hike, I've made it easier for me to grab my camera and go if an afternoon or some sort of Short term opportunity arises. For you, maybe a small step would be to make a list of personal photography projects you'd enjoy working on, or buying that photography book that you've been meaning to read and just read one page, or commit to editing one photograph from your last trip rather than a hundred. And this brings me to my last point, which is that practice requires two things commitment and repetition. As simple as it sounds, rewarding consistency is usually a more effective accountability measure than keeping track of outcomes or goals achieved. Staying consistent is the hard part. And if you do that, then the outcomes will naturally happen. So celebrate your consistency with something that will excite you and bring you joy. And you'll likely find that to be incredibly motivating. So the next time you find yourself aimlessly scrolling through Instagram or Vero and feeling a lot of comparisonitis or self-doubt about your creative potential or your photography as an expressive outlet, I encourage you to return to these four vehicles of observation, curiosity, resonance, and practice. All right, thanks so much for listening to this Tidbit Tuesday. As always, I appreciate you and I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. To get the links mentioned today, including getting 10% off an annual subscription to Nature Photographers Network, just head to the show notes at outdoorphotographypodcast.com slash 76. And while you're there, if you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast or a topic to suggest, you can record your message or contact me directly on the website. Just a quick heads up, I'm in the process of updating and improving my Compose with Clarity virtual workshop, so if you're interested in learning about composition in a way that doesn't involve rules or breaking them, then listen out for a future announcement about that. And if you want to learn more, just go to composewithclarity.com, and if you sign up for the OPS newsletter, you'll be the first to know when it will be offered. Thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on the podcast website. These really help the show reach new listeners, and they also help me to get great guests to come on and share their perspectives with you. So thank you for taking a moment to do that. It means a lot to me, but more importantly, it helps me to continually improve the show for you. And I'll be back here next week with nature photographer and writer Anna Morgan. So until then, get outside, my friends, and find yourself a little nature. Take care.